And we are recording. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna pretend like it's not late here. So it okay. Sound like I'm falling asleep. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm drinking coffee in the afternoon, oh, no. and you are trying to stay awake. I will evening. not drink coffee after the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. You want? <clears throat> if you say so. It's to me. It's good anytime. Literally, every time I'm at my parents' house after dinner, they'll ask me, "Do you want a cup of coffee?" And literally every time I'll explain to them why I don't drink coffee in the evening, and they will just ignore it and ask me again the next time. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll continue to complain about their own like bad sleep. I'm like, but <laughs> you can't yeah. be drinking coffee at night before you go to bed. <laughs> This is true. So, how you been, man? Good, good. Just um, a ton of st- renovation stuff, um, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a weird time of year in the business. Like, you don't really want to start too many new projects, and it's like it's acting weird. Like, some days we get like, or we get like a couple days like with a bunch of new customers, and then we just get like like a draw with like literally no one signing up or anything because I think it's like people are like slowly it's like they're going in and out of holiday move not fully like immersed in like full holiday mode yet but it it, it's like it's just weird everything feels kind of weird it's like it's hard to look at the numbers it's hard to say anything I've actually heard from a few founders their numbers are weird as well weirder than they normally are this time of year Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And for WP Pusher, December was one of the best months, randomly. So I haven't had this feeling before because I'm normally it's like a good, stable month. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the, oh, yeah. one more thing. Why did no one tell me about cordless vacuum cleaners? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I bought one today. And yeah. like, Yeah. I'm very excited about it. My wife is very excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's like I you, think it's like you're doing dishes by hand, and then you got like a washer, dishwasher, yeah. and you're like, uh-huh. "Wait, what?" I w- they were here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think because they were bad at first, and because right. battery technology probably sucked and expensive. And, yeah, bad and expensive, and now battery technology is better, and there's better things, and yeah, that's. Which we what we use almost exclusively. So, welcome to the club. Thank you, but not thank <laughs> you for not telling me. <laughs> telling you sooner. Okay. Well, there's there's dishwashers, there's washers and dryers. If you haven't had uh, oh, the experience, there's another thing that uh, I I think it's more of an American thing because my um, my mother in law who's an American is the only one I know who has one. Steamers instead of ironing. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> you got such a few a wrinkles in something just yeah. hang it up and steam it yeah. yep it's such a hack it works really well though yeah yeah so that's how i am cool how well, are you i i'm good tempted to talk about new appliances but um how much <laughs> i love them but uh, i'll i'll shift into yeah december's a slower month for business uh we've still grown a little bit which is fine 
and um, it's okay because I'm thinking about next year and growth plans that really don't depend on um, how things go in December that much. So right. Um, so so that's yeah, okay. Twenty twenty one is getting old. That's kind of how the, how it feels in December. Yeah, new year. Time to move on. I am thinking a lot more about the new year. I'm excited about things that are going to happen next year more than I'm excited about like what I'm working on this week. Um, <laughs> so I'm mentally halfway into next. I'm half mentally. Half of my mind is not here in this half year mentally. anymore. Half mental. Yeah. Half mental. Yeah. <laughs> Which you have to be. And uh, yeah, I think um, I'm pretty happy with things we um found uh i guess i go into updates a little bit since i feel okay, like you can sliding may i <laughs> okay yeah uh we have found a full-time developer to join the team i honestly don't know if i shared this last time but if, i think you did. I did all right but it's uh, such good news <laughs> yeah i'll say it again and i'll say you know i'm i'm thinking a little bit more about what they should work on at first and, you know, something interesting that's happened is we had these ideas um, of big projects we want to work on in 2022. They're still there. I still think they're exciting. But the market response to some of the things that we've been doing lately actually has me really excited about a number of minor things that we could do that are not as expensive or heavy to to ship to build and so i think thinking more about those things right now so for example um being able to call a model through this api you know i'm i'm now thinking about well you know it'd be really cool is to have like a a python or ruby or php or all three or all three like wrapper or sdk for the API that lets developers do, you know, build models actually through code, um, through their own language. Um, that's a lift, but it's not a front end lift and it's pretty straightforward in a lot of ways. And, but it's potentially really, really valuable because it increases the number of people. It increases what people can do with our code sort of as infrastructure, which I think is really interesting. Um, Another thought we had was, wow, you know, we know, we know about these models and that you can call them remotely. It'd be kind, it'd be kind of amazing if you could just request a model like as a form, and you get back a form that has like the fields in it that are the inputs to it, and you can right. just fill those out and hit run. And I, you know, retrieving a, a form for a model that you built on Summit sounds like a really useful thing to do if you're wanting to embed your model in a marketing site or part of your app, et cetera. So I kind of have all these whole product ideas uh, to use the Jeffrey Moore explanation. They're not core, but they just help you get more value out of the product in various ways. And I think that's really a good sign. Um, I think you used this analogy before, but it kind of reminds me of like, programming visual basic or something like that or even like putting i remember putting together like microsoft um, access databases where you could you could kind of build like a little ui on top of the database yeah and that's 
that's cool. Like if you can make it, well, a form builder, you know? Yeah, I'm cool. thinking, yeah, like hard to build. Forms, <laughs> forms are useful. I'm a little daunted by what I hear from folks about building forms. But if we could just pretend for a little bit that we're good at forms and return one, we could potentially do something really interesting. And I, I might be able to ask some people about forms and get some advice as well. You should talk to Derek because he he built <laughs> he built he built one for Savic in like a day or something. Derek, I should talk to Derek. Okay, don't All talk right. to me. It took us like a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, or maybe yeah, maybe, maybe I should talk to Bjorn and he can tell me how he actually spent the year. <laughs> yeah. um, Refum. Oh yeah, I worked on that in like April. <laughs> yeah, and then I went in circles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what we've been thinking about working on, um, and that's yeah, exciting. We have we just have a lot of uh, plans for how to grow this thing, and we have some new interest in how people want to use it. So I think the Summit API, you know, using models inside other applications is just a really exciting. Um, it's just an exciting frontier because what we're basically talking about is being a better place to build and host models that you can use anywhere. And it just makes the market a lot bigger for us than, you know, load an app, build your model, use it there, only use it there. So yeah, it's exciting. I actually have a call this afternoon with a developer who is really interested in Summit as the backend for a personal finance app that he'd like to build. And I think that's a great example where he can build an app that is tailored towards the kind of financial planning and budgeting and kind of philosophy that his audience has build a model in summit. And then really he just get, you know, he'll do the billing and the customer, he'll build the product around the model, but we can essentially serve up the model for him without him having to write any of that code, uh, which is not easy to write. It's a it's model one of builder. these moments where I'm, it's, it's happened a few times during the lifespan of this podcast. I'm excited because you're excited, but it's, I'm still at the point where it's hard for me to see exactly like, like how big is the market for this? Like what, uh, who will need this and how many are there? And, and I, I feel like it's happened a few times, but uh, it, it, you've you've proved that your excitement was uh, <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah, you've you. I, I was about to say you proved me wrong, but I'm not thinking you're wrong. Like, it's it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I just I, I haven't caught up yet. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm excited because you are excited. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, just think about if you're a company who does, um, let's say, well, I mean, Arrows was a great example and that's already public. Like if you're building onboarding software and you want people that are customers of yours or prospects of yours to understand the ROI of, of their onboarding and what impact it makes to their business to improve it, what they can expect in terms of revenue results, you can build a model in Ruby, let's say somehow and have it 
iterate over months and take these numbers and flow them this way. But like, you're basically building a summit model, but you're writing it in Ruby instead of summit event language, which is harder, way harder. And so it's just easier to build it in summit and then use it inside your, your web app. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I see the value there for sure. It's more that I don't think I have realized yet how many mm. of those there are, because obviously like it's much better. I can, I can totally yeah. see that. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we know yet either, but I think about, um, then I, I think about CRMs all have models, uh, marketing tools have basic forecasts, e-commerce apps. Some of them have models for predicting inventory. Um, right. Anything ROI based, all FinTech apps, all the banking websites that you've ever been to have models in them somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it makes me more excited when it's like in someone's app and there is a component of like their they're sell they're selling it to all their customers. Mm -hmm. That is like that's easy to see like how that could be big if you can if you can tap into that. Mm -hmm. Like the the infrastructure, basically. Yeah, yeah, and one one area where there's a lot of open field uh, appears to be no code, where people just don't have any alternatives right, right now, and so the idea that you can create a financial planning app. You know, you've got a client who comes to you, they've got a financial planning service, advisory service, they want a website, they want a product online to represent their practice. You're a no coder, you're going to build that in bubble. And then they tell you, yeah, and also can you create like a like a retirement calculator in this on this website so that people can play with their numbers and like give me a call if they want to talk about it or whatever and you're like, no, I can't because <laughs> like, there's no way for me to model anything in this environment. You know, I've talked to people who've been asked to do that exact thing and that's what they had to say. So I'm really excited about the way that we can power this long tail of websites and products and apps that doesn't exist yet or can't be built yet because they don't have the tools. Um, no one's written the code that the people the no coders need <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a way to say it like there's no you know they can't go to an open there's no open source library there are libraries they're kind of like plugins but they can't go to github and just bring in a bring in some function or code that they need it's not the same thing um no it's cheating yeah and, and funny <laughs> enough even if you could even if you could go to github like there's not really, even in the coding world, and this goes back to my earlier example, there's not really a great way to go on GitHub and say, yeah, I want a retirement model package. No. You're like, what is that? That's like, it's like, that's not a thing really yet, but it should be. So we would like to be that place you go for those kinds of things. It's interesting. I'm, uh, I'm very curious to see where this goes. I am too. I am too. And we'll, we will see. Um, thank you for humoring me <laughs> <laughs> and enjoying the journey. How have you been, man? Um, what you, what you working on? What are you not working on? 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, well, so I'm really kind of like trying to think about marketing. Um, and so right now, uh, that's mainly SEO. And SEO is, uh, first of all, it's something I don't know a ton about. Like, I feel like I know the basic stuff just from being like <laughs> in this world for 10 years or more. Mm -hmm. So like, I understand the basics, but um, I don't have like the strategic experience or whatever. Like I haven't never, I have never really like made a strategy. Like I've, I've seen stuff work and stuff that didn't work and heard people talk about stuff that works. And so, um, it's also a bit of a black box to me, or, or at least it's like intimidating because there's so many things you could do. And some of them takes a long time. Some of them are very hard. Some of them are low hanging fruits. And I'm right now mostly interested in the low hanging fruits. Mm. I've been kind of frustrated with this kind of whole idea of like switching from, I think of it as the one-off stuff, like all this stuff you, you go to market in the beginning um the zero to one phase as, as you've called it and then switching over to more long-term stuff and i think it's also a matter of like me not having a lot of focus time right now with like uh, all the stuff that i mentioned all the time here like moving renovation kid all this stuff so one like uh, one way uh, I put it when I talked to Bjorn the other day was if I knew that there were 10 product hunts out there, I would just go after them one at a time, do one in a month and just spend all my waking hours basically or working hours, uh, just really do everything I could to do well on those. Because I think the thing that I really liked about product hunt was that for close to a month, we had a very, very clearly defined goal. Goal, there's a date, <laughs> there's a, a top price, and there is a plan and a, and, a, and a playbook and everything. So it was a matter of like getting up really early in the morning and just work really hard and iterate on the stuff and make sure that everything was in, in place. And then, you know, hit the, the play button on the day and just, you know, go for it. And it really worked. And I think mm. it partly worked because we really put in the work. Yeah. And, and, and but then switching into more long-term stuff, that, that stuff is just not available in the same way. So um, I was actually talking to Ruben Gomez uh, from Signwell and about this, and, and he had some thoughts. He's like a very... He's a very good marketer and he's a very good, particularly uh, SEO guy. Like he, he can rank for anything, I think. And yeah. <laughs> and he made me realize one thing, like half of the game is like knowing the right people because he like, he's, he's such a behind the scenes kind of guy, but he knows everyone <laughs> and he's not like, he uses that, like he uses his network, uh, which is awesome. And he used his network to help me as well, which I'm really thankful for. So Ruben is just a really good guy. So he he really took some time out of his calendar to help me <laughs> kind of come up with a more of a concrete plan. And yeah, nice. When I shared this with him, like he actually, he inst I think he instantly understood what I meant. So he he came up with some things that 
similarly to the product hunt stuff had some clearly defined goals and were short more short term it's like if you, if you can't if you can pull these things off like they might not be super easy but if you can pull them off you'll see results day one and i don't, I don't want to share too much of what they are because mm-hmm. that's kind of like the nature of this weird yeah SEO yeah uh, thing and and there there's a reason why people like ruben are really successful and not super public about all the stuff they do <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fascinating yeah um but yeah hmm. so um but but it's definitely it's like there's some stuff in seo that yields instant results and and it, and it's fascinating. It's like, for example, if you know those um, top ten uh, form builder tools for twenty twenty one, for example, like if you can get into one of those blog posts, um, mm-hmm. you'll get traffic day one. If the post already gets traffic, and that's so, so you're kind oh, of like right. feeding off of someone else's SEO, and I've, I've heard mm-hmm. it referred to as parasite SEO as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just stuff like that that's like well low-hanging fruits not necessarily but it's more like the at least it's probably like the fruit you want to pick first <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's like uh, highest yield or and lowest effort maybe so yeah. i'm looking into a lot of stuff like that and um i'm i'm more excited about it now and less like freaked out about it than i was a week ago and it's mostly <laughs> due to ruben being super helpful about it so that's great. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like he, you know, Product Hunt isn't a channel because it's not this reusable. It is something where you can continuously on-ramp traffic and yeah. benefit from that. But it's not a channel in the sense of you you can continue to push stuff through it and no. get results. And so it's SEO, though, as a is a channel it is you know organic traffic is a channel and so what you're basically doing is he sounds like he jump-started you down the path of focusing on efforts that will yield better organic traffic yeah and it all accumulates so it's more about like which order do you want to do it in yeah <laughs> so that's you want to do all of it you want to do all of it eventually but you might as well start with the stuff that works fastest mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. At the same time, you want to plant some seeds as well. But some of but some of these short term or not short term, but like quicker things are seeds as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, I learned a ton from him already, and and he's been very helpful. And I recommend <laughs> everyone who's in my situation, if they know someone who's good at SEO, talk to them. <laughs> Don't discard yeah. it. It's probably. Uh, probably a good idea for you to look into it that's good i have i i mean i've ignored seo so far for summit completely because i'm scared of like the size of the it just seems like such a giant sphere and like and i don't know where to start and i kind of i could just imagine it consuming so much time and effort that i don't it's it's really valuable. It's it's great. I just um, I'm more drawn to other type. I'm I'm drawn to other channels instead. Um, but I don't know that that's the right choice. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, me too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm typically really good with people. I'm I'm good with people, but I'm also like I'm good with people 
when they know me, like I'm, I'm good at like mm -hmm. relationships and networking and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and SEO in my, like the way I see it or saw it is like all these random people who don't know me, they don't know about reform. They don't know it. Like <laughs> they don't get it. And they're going to come in and they're going to like be different and have different opinions and need different things. And, but in, yeah. Some of the stuff that kind of Ruben turned me on to. Actually, I can use some of my networking skills to get some mm. results. And it's cool. And even the stuff that we already like, there are some micro things that are already working for us that we can maybe amplify with some some tactics that he shared. Um so yeah. I That's think great. That's it's really good awesome. To, but but I can tell that I have a lot of resistance. Like I keep like going into age riffs and be like, ah, oh, no, this won't work. <laughs> DMing Ruben, like, I think this yeah. might not work. And he's like, well, maybe if you <laughs> try this, <laughs> like, give, oh, okay. Give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was listening to um, Brian Castle and Justin Jackson talking on Build Your SaaS last week, yeah. this week, or this week. And, and they went through this in some depth about... You want to appear on that top 10 form builders blog post written by the person who does these roundups and they already get lots of traffic to their blog. And so you want to be listed among those. And I agree with that. I think we're going to have to shoehorn. If we wanted to do that, for example, we'd have to figure out what category we're in and like shoehorn right. ourselves into that. And I think that's the benefit that you have is you're going into an existing market, which is nice. And yeah. basically anywhere you see some of those other form companies mentioned, you want to get mentioned. And right. it seems, I mean, so that's super smart. Um, and so that, does that solve the problem of sort of, yeah, you feel like you've got uh, worthy projects to focus your efforts on now for the next. I think my period. brain doesn't like, like long-term like it doesn't like like SEO in my head is like we're adding this new recurring thing to your life <laughs> that you need to worry about forever. Yes, <laughs> instead that as well. it's like the there's this project and then there's this project and that my brain is much better at that and I think that's kind of what Ruben made me realize. Um, mm. You can see it as these individual projects or goals or things that you're trying to do. Mm. And yeah, that's having me more excited about it, I think. Okay. That's yeah. good. That's good. The other big thing is uh, Zapier. We, uh, I launched the Zapier integration that I've been working on, which is really exciting. Awesome. Actually, we, um, the, the reason we, well, we we're always going to have a Zapier integration, but uh, they reached out to us after Product Hunt. So that gave us a bit of, tailwind in uh <laughs> with everything and made it really made some people at zapier really accessible to us and really they were really helpful and but i think this is something everyone can do like uh, if once you when you've published your your zapier app or integration you need 50 people to go out of beta with your app but if you kind of feature Sapir 
in your integrations page on your website, they can waive that. And oh. I think that's something they can they do to everyone if Good at tip. least if you talk to them and kind of like they like like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can get rid of that beta tag in Zapier. And you can and the other thing is you can do the launch with them, which is more of a little they do like a little splash for everyone, like the blog post, uh, a tweet or something like that. Nice. Um, yeah, it's cool. And and they like you might as well do it. It's like the product hunt thing. Like you might as well. It's like a, Zapier is like a search engine, and and they and they they're willing to like do some some co promotion with you. So it's like why not, right? And and actually for us right now when we don't we don't have all the time we want. So we have most of our integrations right now are listed as waitlists. So what we did instead is. Next to the join waitlist button, we added a little uh, Zapier button. And all it does is basically for Google Sheets, uh, which is an integration we don't have yet, but we list it on our integrations page as like coming soon or join. We say join the waitlist and it links to a reform where people can join the waitlist. Mm -hmm. And then next to that, there's a, a link or a button that says Zapier. And if you click it, you go to the reform slash Google Sheets landing page that Zapier automatically generates. Nice. And then below that, we also are going to include the or embed the widget that they provide where where you can basically search um, Zapier integrations directly. So and we, you can include your own templates there. So we have a, another form on the integrations page that is just a uh, request an integration. So it's like free form. People can put in whatever integration they think we should build. Mm -hmm. So in total, we had 14 integrations that have been requested. So I just added a Zapier template for each of them. So nice, like Zapier uh, pipe drive, Zapier uh, customer.io, oh, sorry, reform pipe drive, reform customer.io. And then it all just links to, to Zapier. And they they really want you to do that because they it's also a way for Zapier to get new customers. So like there is a chance that someone wants to connect Reform with Google Sheets, but they're not yet using Zapier or they don't have an active Zapier account right now. So they could, in theory, become a customer um, because they wanted that. And mm -hmm. to me, it's like a win-win. Like I know we like for a lot of these, it makes sense for us to build the actual integration. But to be honest, like right now, when we don't have the resources, most of them are not going to be very good integrations anyways. <laughs> so it's sure. probably a better experience to go through Zapier. And and recently, like they've they've launched some cool stuff like um, trans transfer. They they launched something I think it's called transfer, basically where you can move old uh, records from one app to another. So we don't support that with Reform yet, but we we plan on doing that. So. Let's say you already got 50 form submissions and you want to pipe them all into Notion. So you could do that <laughs> with Zapier. Uh, very interesting. Um, yeah. So it's like, it doesn't cost solid. as much because we don't have a lot of stuff right now. So we kind of need, <laughs> we need some, you know, we, we need to stock the shelves on our integrations page. Yeah. And Zapier has a ton of inventory and... And they want to reward us for sharing that inventory. And there's not really a catch. So I Smart. I think it's a really good deal. And I think more people should probably consider it. So 
and it gets you to if it makes them waive that 50 user limit it's pretty awesome that is that's great uh so that's uh where what stage is that at? is that live or it's uh the widget where you can search is not live because i'm waiting for them to approve the templates that i created but mm -hmm. we have the buttons that link to zapier live already cool and the Zapier integration is live as well. Uh, it still says beta until um, all the templates and set are, are approved. But okay, yeah, it's out there. Everyone can use it now if they have a Zapier account. They don't need an invite link or anything like that. Cool. Congrats, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that cool. Feels very yeah. That's a nice cornerstone to and it's like a product slash marketing have. thing, which I like. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It required me to do a lot of coding. But it was kind of a, the purpose was like customer success, less marketing kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's a good, it's a good way to see like how people use your app. We had a way to use Zapier before we had the integration because we supported webhooks from very early on. And, and in the database, I could see that there was like 50 webhooks for Zapier in our database. So it, it kind of validated that we needed an actual integration, that there are a lot mm. of people already using it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's just like kind of step by step. And now it's, we're doubling down a little bit. <laughs> but, you nice. know, there are other products similar to Zapier, and I could see us do a similar thing with them. Like Zapier doesn't say anything about it has to be exclusive to them or anything like that. That's not an expectation they have. Um, But they just want to, be available, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then some stuff on the product, but it's, we're kind of focusing on stuff that can get done before, um, before the new years. Well, Bjorn did push out a massive thing, um, around we, internally, we call it publishing control. <laughs> so it's, uh, one part of it is it's like a better publishing experience with a better, more like feedback about what state your form is in and mm. about like how to change that state. But then we also added an extra state, uh, which is closed. So you can close a form. So like in a, in a reform right now, you have a thank you page, which is the page that people see after they fill out the form. But now you also have a closed page, which is uh, what they see if you close the form. So okay. it's something right, people yeah. have kind of hacked like by removing all the fields and just adding some text. Oh, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not very good because then we kind of lose, the... lose the form originally artifact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not very good. But now you can just close it down, and and show like a nice "sorry, we're closed" is the default <laughs> message right now. Cool. And uh, yeah, so that's really nice. Yeah, it's a nice UX upgrade for sure for their end users, and yeah, smart. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, oh, I wanted to give a shout out <laughs> to um, Keenan who bought WP Pusher and Branch because, and I think he will get this almost in real time, but he's been behind <laughs> on episodes for a long time because when he, uh, when he was acquiring WP Pusher, he started listening to Out of Beta, <laughs> the <laughs> entire back catalog, because he was like, well, he's probably, he shared a lot of stuff about this business on this podcast over the years so i want all of yeah. i want to get into his brain or there you know hear everything 
know, yep. your feedback and comments on everything I've said about W. Pusher and Branch, which is smart. It's like, why, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but he recently finished listening to all the episodes. That's amazing. I, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> and uh, wow, that's, that's, uh, it's dedication. And right. Uh, yeah, because normally you come across a show and you just yeah I'll just start listening to some of these ones in here, but um, that's awesome, and <laughs> it does remind me of our conversation last week about things we can do to improve the show. And I think right. this week we are taking a step by just making sure there is a show, yeah. but we we are still thinking about uh, those things. So maybe we can talk about that before the next recording. Although I will say Christmas is sort of next week we'll see if we get another episode in before the end of the year yeah let's not promise too much yep <laughs> i am really busy with the renovation stuff i uh, one thing i realized is i normally think about the business all the time like even like family time just all the time like it's just a background threat kind of in my mm -hmm. in my head but actually when i do the physical work um physical work like you know drywalling or whatever um i actually i it i turn it off somehow like it's it's one nice. of the only things i activities i know where i can just completely forget about the bit like i forget every like i don't even think about reform i just i think it's challenging to for me like i'm not an expert at all this renovation stuff so and I'm always trying to like think a few steps ahead, which is important. Like, what am I going to need for this? And what, how, what is this going to turn into? And what happens when I do this? So it keeps my brain occupied, I think. Um, yeah. It's nice to find this activity <laughs> where I can just yeah. completely shut off the I business think when, stuff. I wouldn't doubt that when you do that, your brain actually is free then to think different thoughts or escape the treadmill if you will the ruts in your mind about yeah. the business so yeah yeah i think so cool is that all we got i think so <laughs> cool we get a <laughs> get a short one this week yep for our standards all righty man good catching up cool good to, to chat all right see you in slack <laughs> <laughs> catch you later bye <laughs> Bye.